welcome to the latest edition of the Progress with Unity podcast. This is the post Wembley edition or the post FA Cup semi final. I'm not sure post Wembley because hopefully we're going to be going back there again. Fingers crossed. Touch wood. Anyway, we've got a motley crew this evening. Clockwise around the table tonight because I want to come to you first, Mick. How are you doing? I'm alright, thank you, Barrett. Yeah. No, last week I forgot to mention you, you was away the week before for a very special reason, weren't you? Uh, yes, I was, yeah. Uh, that two weeks ago, my uh, little grandson, Freddie George Moffat, was born. Weighed in at £9.12. Good, f- prop, good prop forward material. That's a fur old weight, that is, isn't it? It is, isn't it? Yeah. Fur old yeah. weight. Dan, <laughs> how you doing? You said Muttley Crew, didn't you? Muttley Crew. <laughs> M- oh, Muttley. Muttley. <laughs> like the band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You yeah. said he was going clockwise and then he got anti clockwise. Well, you know, I don't know my clock for me. Wise. <laughs> Alright, Paul. Yeah, not too bad. A couple Good. of rants lined up. Apart from that, I'm okay. Okay, okay. And Gareth, how are we doing? I'm fine, thank you. I'll come straight to you, Gareth. On Saturday, we played in the FA Cup semi final. We played Arsenal. I'm sure we've got some stats. We have got some stats from the semi final of the FA Cup. Flatics versus Arsenal. <laughs> Possession, 38% to Flatics and 62% to Arsenal. Attempts, Flatics managed 9, Arsenal had 27. On target, Wigan managed 2 and Arsenal 9. We committed 17 fouls, Arsenal 14. Wigan got 4 yellow cards, Arsenal none and no reds. We all know the result though. Yeah, well we all know the result. We're out the cup but we didn't lose. Well... Semi-final is a dream, isn't it? Let's face it. I just pick up on their stats. I, um, I'm not having a go at the ref because I thought he wasn't too bad, and I like Michael Oliver, so I'll not knock him anywhere. But 17 fouls to their 14, yet we end up with four bookings to their none. And Arteta were kicking midfield um, all over the place. I thought. I think it was play power what did a lot of that. I don't know if you noticed or not, but whenever there was, um, let's say, a contentious foul. Then there was the old, um, you know, like penguin impersonation <coughs> from Wenger on the touchline, <laughs> which basically kind of preempts his players into uh, surrounding the referee and giving him what for. It's one side of um, the game which we see that these top sides like Arsenal, like Chelsea, like United seem to adopt into the game like these days now. Pressurising the referee, you know, like giving it the old, uh, you know, like. Waving, waving, the waving the hand and waving the imaginary uh, card. As much as I hate to say it, it's become a necessary evil for the top four. Although it is an evil. Mm. I agree. I agree with it. It's inside of the game. I hate. Yeah. I just hate it. There's some really softy kicks being given, though. Well, I think for both sides as well. You know, not just for. Uh, well, did we get cautioned for uh, throwing the ball away? Um, I forgot. I forgot what. What it was. It late on in the game where. Uh, a Wigan player picked up the ball, carried it back whilst they were talking to the referee, and they threw the ball down as Arsenal were chasing an equaliser. Mm. The next thing he pulls a yellow card out. Yeah, how many of those yellow cards were actually for time wasting near the end? Or no. cynical fouls? No. No, well, there was a couple of cynical fouls, weren't there? Or there was a couple of fouls where they went down quite easy. And made you, you, I think James, did James McArthur take a booking? You did, yeah, yeah. Blocking a break. And yeah. Jack Collison took one as well. <coughs> and Yardy Gomez took one. So. Well, they, they were the ones who were, well, what? Perhaps, perhaps he was justified in giving them. How many, how many minutes? Yes. Um, yeah, <coughs> I think it was. How many minutes was it before they actually drew the first card? 
Well, Gomez know. was the first player boot, weren't they? And that was quite quite late oh, in the on. game. He, he was clattered before that and nothing, wasn't he? That's true, yeah. yeah I think it was more of a Hit him a couple of times, didn't yeah. yeah, but he caught Arteta a beaut. An absolute beaut, and he didn't get boot for it. But I think the mm. referee just caught it at a corner of his eye, and then the next opportunity he had it, he actually did boot Yordi. But you know, he, he left his foot in there on uh, Arteta. Yeah. I'm sure some uh, Spanish oaths were uh, exchanged after that one. Hmm. Anyway, the, we mentioned Yordi Gomez, there, I thought had a really, really, really good game. I mean, he stepped up for that penalty, didn't he, and, and buried it. Mm. Took a lot of bottle that after missing his previous two, and especially with the time that it, it was before. Uh, it was at Montreal that he got carried off and had treatment and they took him off. I'll tell you what, if you were at home watching it, you had time to go and make a brew, didn't you, before well, the penalty yeah. were taken? Yeah. I wasn't at home, I was, I was in uh, block 111, row 32. I was in block 111, row 1 right at the front. Uh, I saw you, I saw you. Yeah, so how throwing my butties at you, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so how long did it feel like? I know it was only about three minutes, but to me it lasted three lifetimes. <sighs> I can only imagine you being there at the ground, I wasn't. What it must have felt like for you? It felt felt ages, and what it if it felt like that for us, what did it feel like for Gomez? How many times did he put the ball down and pick it up again and walk well, away the, with the, it? There was a point where um, Fabianski was trying to get the ball off him, or he was trying to get the ball off Fabianski. And he, <clears throat> I must admit, when I was there, I felt that the guy that was down on the floor was probably milking it. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. I think it was a, a tactical uh, move, like, let's put this fella off the penalty. So well, he did have to get hauled off in the end, though, didn't he? Was that all part of the charade? Mm. No, well, no, I, I mean, he came off, he was on the stretcher, he went he went right in front of us as the car hit him round. And, you know, the, the guy's game was over at that point, so he, mm. the only influence he can possibly have is, is to have delayed the penalty okay, well, at that point. But, if the guy's game is finished, then there's every chance that he genuinely was injured. Well, yeah. it didn't work, did it? <clears throat> just to the audience listening at home, Gareth has just switched his phone off. <laughs> so, <laughs> we know his fault that is, if there's been any buzzing going on. Yeah. Uh, talking of top performances though, man of the match for me by a country mile, looking at both teams, was uh, Cranzio. At Cranzo. At Cranzo, thanks uh, for the, uh, yeah, for the pronunciation there, Dan. <laughs> I thought he was fantastic, yeah. absolutely top class. That clearance he did off the line after that wonderful mm. save of Scott Carson's was just was something else. Yeah, top performance. Yeah, there were some balls which, in a, in a let's say a less crucial match, he'd let run by. Mm. But he rose to the occasion. He chased them down. There was a couple of times where he ended up bunged it in Rose Head, which is just what was needed at that particular moment in time. And I think his reading of the game on Saturday uh, was absolutely impeccable. I think, I, 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 you know, like if I could, I would have actually run on the field and shook his hand. I, I, I mean, think he had an immense <coughs> game. An you look, immense you game. look at what he was up against. I, I mean, particularly the first ten minutes, Oxley Chamberlain was all over the place. Yeah. You know, and, and to to keep a, a, an attack as potent as Arsenal's can be out for as long as they did. Yeah, there's a few of my good games. Yeah, and they only scored, they scored from a set piece as well, didn't yeah. they? Arsenal, it wasn't a creative chance. Although they did it at the post and the bar. 
everything else in between. Yeah, I thought, I thought we were brilliant, I really did. And McManaman, I thought McManaman, as the game went on, he grew into it, didn't he? And obviously, yeah. when they took him off, he, he was absolutely dead on his feet, weren't he, when he went off? Did he look did it, he? though? Because yeah. he'd only just won that penalty, and he didn't look dead on his mm. feet on the TV. And I mean, did he get a knock? The, he couldn't get back. You know, I, I mean, this Luton's only got a right. knock to me. The teller tends to, <coughs> to follow the ball, doesn't it? Yeah. And there was we'd had an attack and, and they would lost possession and Arsenal Arsenal countered and he couldn't get back. He was that knackered. Mm. Uh, and then you thought, yeah, he's done for here. He's spent. So uh, I, I don't think Rosler had any choice really but to take him off because no, that's I, when you end up becoming a liability. You know? I, I mean. Yeah. You, you, you look at that and that's quite sad because I think um, his substitution of Ramis was obviously forced as well wasn't it? It was. So it was a bit, you know, you'd like to think what we could have done with a full pack as opposed to a couple of forced substitutions. We've said though that Rossley uses this as his tactic, don't we? We've said many times yeah. Paul has to be plays a 14 man game and he kept that one in the bank with the possibility of extra time and injury and cramp and all the rest yeah. of it that you get at Wembley. So. Yeah, that's what he did. I must admit, I was very surprised that, um, first of all, that Gary Cowell's on the bench, and secondly, that he came on, especially with Leon Barnett, though. But I, I, I looked this up. And, um, Gary Caldwell, when he last played for Wigan Athletic, was playing up in the top tier of football in a side that was capable of beating a team like Arsenal. The last time Gary Caldwell played was against Swansea City. Well, uh, but he was still, I, I mean, that was, don't forget, in that game, he was he, he was ready to be operated on. He was playing on painkilling injections and all sorts. He was not fit in that game. He's not played for a year, and, and he should never have played in that game. But again, we were short centre halves at that point. He's not played for and a year, though. There, there I'm not knocking him. No, no, not played for a year. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Bring rusty into. But it. there is an argument. There's a, there is an argument that Gary Colwell, if you want somebody who can play the ball out of your back three with some sort of semblance of a pass rather than a clearance. Gary Caldwell is more of a man to do that than Leon Barnett is. Oh, that's a Valayan, but he gives three, three kicks away. That's it. I think that's the very reason he was brought on. To rough the players up a little bit, to get in their faces. Well, Barnett can do that. I, 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 it's one of those, it's very easy in retrospect to sort of say, yeah, well, it was wrong. Well, you, no, you've I got to look at the decision. Well, I was absolutely yeah, gobsmacked. When, made. I was absolutely gobsmacked when I actually heard the announcement that uh, Cobb was on the bench. And that's been Not... Not, yeah, but not knocking him as his ability as a player, but I was thinking, for goodness sake, the lad has not played for over 12 months. Exactly, yeah. And that was my concern, not about his ability. But now, on the pitch, on the pitch, it was easy to spot the little mm. mistakes Colwell made. And for me, he made three bad errors. What, two of them were out of the deliberate, where he took their players out. Mm. All right, it was game stoppers and all the rest of it. It was a professional foul. But people remember them and see them as mistakes. But yeah. In the second half, Paul, he was doing what you were saying about bringing that ball forward. Yeah. That ball, every time the ball it was, was at the back. Second half. Sorry, the, extra time. it was more noticeable in extra time. Sorry, when he was actually the linchpin at the back, and everything kind of went through it. Instead of going yeah. through uh, MacArthur or any other midfielder like Gomez or whatever, it was going through him, and he was actually stepping up with the ball. Yeah, and, and much as Barnett's not put a foot wrong generally when he's been in the side. You can't. You don't get that out of Barnet, and, and it might just be that that's the bit that yeah. Rosler thought was oh, the right spot for the another game. Another point that I, I thought about was he put in there for sentiment reasons because 
Rosler, I'm not, if you look at his team selections for the cup games, he plays very much the players who's been at the club from last year when we won mm. the cup and been here a long time. Carl, I think, played the cup fine. He picked a cup up, though, didn't he? He's, he's the club captain. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that, but at the same time, no, I don't think I don't think the gaffer is uh, that sentimental, to be honest with you. It, it, it might. I don't think he is, though. I, I, I agree. I'm just pretty yeah, forward. I, it, it, uh, it's something that, if it's in your thinking, it's like, it, it may or may not be in the thinking, but if it is in the thinking, it's going to tip it in his favour, isn't it? Cobb was an yeah. international footballer. Yeah. We're questioning what's going on in the gaffer's mind and in the team's mind and all the rest of it. It brings me to the penalties, logically. I know you're probably going there anyway. Yeah, yeah, well, why did he pick those players? Or did they pick themselves? Or did they pick themselves? I, I, exactly. Put it this way, I've got an answer for whatever you want to throw at me in terms of those penalties. I'll tell you now. Well, I, I've got no problems whatsoever okay. with the penalties. Why didn't Jordi Gomez take the first penalty? Because he was going fifth. Because he's stuck why, why was he fifth? Because that was the important one. They said, they said this. Yeah. In, in their opinion. Yeah. I don't make shaking his head here. But that's what he said. But every, he, those penalties of ours, every single one of them hit the target. And I don't think you can ask for more than that. They weren't the best penalties in the it's world. The back of the net, you want it to wait. Of course you do. <clears throat> but how many times do we see him scared over the top? Well, the, no, the, I'll give you that. The worst penalty hit the back of the net. James McCarthy. James McCarthy. That was the worst yeah. penalty of the yeah. lot by a mile. And, and then the next worst penalty was the one that bloody won it, Cazola. Yeah. And it, cause and I sat straight down the middle, weren't Yeah, it? I, I've sat about, I mean, at least Cazola gave it some well. Yeah. With Mc, I don't think the the, best, it, the best penalty was uh, Jean Bossagiot. Yeah. Nobody I, was saving that. I, I sat and looked at all the penalties, and there was three penalties that were half decent in that game. You've got Jean Bossagiot, who hit it in the top corner you've got Arteta who hit it halfway up on the right post and then you've got Gomez who hit it halfway up on the left post during the 90 minutes the, the rest you, you know Colwell hit it mid to the left keeper went the right way keeper saved it Collison middle of the right hand side of the goal keeper went the right way keeper saved it Colstrom and, and again if you want to complain that, Collis, uh, that Caldwell's not played that much football and what's he doing taking a penalty Calstrom played 17 minutes for Arsenal and at that point. Yeah. Back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then he's taking a penalty. He hit it in the middle of the left. Carson went to the right. Goal. Everybody's happy. I don't think everybody's good. Well, nobody around this table's come. No, I, I, I mean, there, there was. I, I think a lot of my feeling comes from the complaining that was going on on Saturday I, night. But I think people were frustrated because yeah. we went out on a penalty shootout. And there's always somebody to blame, isn't there? The pe people who miss, whose penalties are either missed or saved, they're the ones mm. that you blame. Yeah, I, I and. I, I what do you remember Chris Waddle for? David Batty, Stuart Pearce, Peter Adverts, Peter Adverts, Stuart, <laughs> Pe Stuart Pearce. Yeah. Do you remember for for the one against Spain, where if the keeper had tried to save it, the keeper had gone in the back yeah. of the net with the ball. Yeah, they absolutely you, smashed it. World Cup semi. Going back to Gary Caldwell, if I may. I mean, I watched it on television. And sadly, I couldn't get to the game on Saturday. But I don't know if you've seen it. If you look at Caldwell's face as he's preparing to take that penalty, you'd have put serious mortgage on him missing because he was really under pressure. His face was saying, "Under the misses," but he had the balls to stand up and do it. He did. He did. Correct. Correct. And I think you know, there's, there's two ways of doing your penalties, isn't it? Whereas you plan it before the game and you say, "Right, who's my first five? and you sort it out before you actually go into the game. Or, as probably what happened on Saturday was, "Right, okay, then lads, we need five. And Colwell, being captain, hurt as big as a football, would have probably been saying, no, I'm first, I'm team captain. And the other thing, where, where you can't take that away from him. 
the, the first two that went for us were probably our two freshest players as well yeah. because they've been on the field the shortest period of time yeah. I, but there, I mean there's another thing the, the blokes <coughs> you're saying the blokes not played for 18 months how on earth is um, Flappianski supposed to have done his research on where Gary Cole was going to put his penalty he can't have done you know, there's no penalties to do any research on so do you think our penalties were necessarily bad penalties I, I, yeah two of them three of them were one of them we got away with, three of them were bad. I think they did the almost on Scott Carson, didn't they? Knowing that he's asked to his left, because he put all those in, in the right-hand corner. Well, I, I, mean, I mean, for me, the way you practice penalties is you say to each player in the squad, right, pick two spots or three spots and just practice planting the ball in that spot. Right, top right, top left, bottom left, bottom right, whatever, and I'll give you four spots. But, you know, pick some spots and practice planting the ball in that spot and then as you go to take your penalty look at that corner flag so he's got no idea where you're going to put it predetermine where it goes because if you know if you if you predetermine where you're going to put it you might give it away in body language i think everybody has a different technique yeah, I, taking you, penalty you know, don't they you walk you walk up yeah. knowing where it's going you know if you want to do some research on the keeper fine but if everybody's practice planting the ball in the corner you can then say you can then ask the squad and say who feels like it, knowing that everybody's able to stick. We're getting bogged down here with penalties. Right? Can I just and say I, something I, about I, that before well, we move on? Then? All right. I've done my um, level one and level two FA badges. Okay. The one thing that's never been touched upon on either of those badges is how to take a penalty. Well, why do you think that is? Because we're England. Because you don't. And we <laughs> never, we never, ever, ever. You cover every other facet of the game. You don't need to Ball teach. You, you know, basically, you cannot practice penalties properly because it's about bottle. Right. You know, if you put two lines on the floor and say jump from there to there, it's easy. If you put two lines and say jump from there to there, oh, and by the way, there's a ravine in the middle, and if you miss, you're dead. Suddenly people's legs start going and it becomes a different thing right we're both doing on penalties and we're focusing on it and the game wasn't about them because our, our lads did us proud on Saturday they did yes. our lads did us proud our supporters did us proud we were in the lead and we managed to stop Arsenal scoring in the FA Cup they put us under a lot of pressure but they, like I said they did us proud and we managed to stop them scoring until the 82nd minute we yes. nearly won it mm. who was the last team to actually match Arsenal for 120 minutes. Who was the last team to actually match Arsenal for 90 minutes? Everton beat them last week. <laughs> right. Yeah, but what did they do to Everton in the last round of the cup? Oh, in the cup, you mean? Are you talking? Well, they batted them full one, didn't they? Who, well, I think more to the point, Mike, was seeing Arsenal's celebrations, they realised oh. they did to us what nobody else has done for two years right. mm. and, that, that's and it was like the Champions League qualification because that's how much of a, a, a an FA Cup team we are now that's our reputation going before us that's really something to be somebody made some comments of. I don't know if it was one of the TV pundits about that about um, some celebrating and yeah. it, it was because um, I've watched it today Roy Keane, Roy Keane yeah. and he said uh, they want to save that for the final I, I was, no, I, as, as them Arsenal supporters was, were clapping their heads off and happy, I was absolutely spewing. Because I thought, you know, what we have done in the last two years has been nothing short of fantastic. And every single Wigan supporter has embraced and appreciated what's happened at the club. Those Arsenal fans were two penalty kicks from 50,000 of them trying to get shut of the best manager they've ever had. 
the bloke's done the double, he's gone on an unbeaten run in the league, so the only one since Preston in 1826-37, whatever it was, you know, he hasn't spent a load of money, which has contributed to paying for part of the bloody Emirates Stadium, they've got a fantastic stadium, they've got a fantastic young side, and because we haven't won anything for seven years, eight years, nine years, they're all ready to absolutely turn on him. All he's got is a stay of execution, and so have half the players, and, you know, to support a football club like that is disgusting. Yeah. You're not supporting the club. No, you're not. It, but yeah, even though we got relegated last season, we've won, we've won more in the last five years than us. More in the last eight years now. Is it eight or nine years? We've won more in the last year. Five years. Five years. Five years. Well, that's five besides years the point. And come on, all City. Right. Well, talking and winning things, and I, I think it's fantastic. It's been a fantastic uh, run in the FA Cup. I'm sure everybody will agree. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately for this season, it's over. So we're going to put that to bed until next January, when we'll, uh, we're going to pick it up again in in, uh, in the third round. We're moving on now. Is to that when all the Premiership clubs come in? Yeah, Premiership the and, and oh, the European clubs. Not not to get too big for our boost, the Championship clubs as well. Oh. It's the top two clubs. We should, so, we should be in the Championship next year at least, shouldn't we? We will be in the Premiership. We can't be any lower. Know, can't be any lower than thirteenth in the you know, at the end of this season. Right. So we're talking of the Championship and where we're going to end the season on Friday. Uh, there's going to be a good game. It's 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 going to be good, and we might call it Good Friday because it could be that good. <laughs> for years to come. <laughs> well anyway, Reading are in town. Uh, we've met Reading in the past 39 times and we've won 16 to their 14 and there's been 9 draws between the two clubs so pretty evenly matched and we've sort of mirrored each other going up the leagues as well haven't we over the past few years. Uh, and the referee for the game is Craig Parson uh, from Sheffield who refed us earlier in the year when we beat Nottingham Forest at home. Uh, he's in the select group which means he's a Premier League referee and he's done 23 games this season, most of which has come in the top flight. He's issued 81 yellows and three reds. Are there any Premier League games on Friday? Uh, I've no idea, Dan. Okay. That could be why he's refing our game, if there's no Prem games. He's, he's done a little bit of Championship as well as uh, Premier League, but mainly Premier League. Right, Gareth, have you got any uh, any, any stats on Reading? Well, the fall, the, the, the recent fall, of the last six games, they've managed to win two, draw two, and lose two. Um, the most recent, they drew with Leicester. Going, uh, sorry, I'll start at the beginning. On the 22nd of March, Birmingham won, Reading two. On the 25th of March, Reading won, Barnsley three. The next game was Reading one, Huddersfield one. Then they beat Charlton at Charlton. Lost to Bournemouth three one, and. Most recently, as I said, they drew with Leicester, one apiece. I watched that game, I don't know if anybody else saw it. The Leicester game? No. Yeah. How was it? Um, it was pretty evenly matched in the first half, though I thought Leicester, they had a goal which allowed which shouldn't have been, so, so they should have been in front. And the second half, Reading just fell apart, they were awful. And Leicester, if they'd have won with two clear goals, I don't think there could have been any arguments. Plus, Leeds Wood got sent off for two bootkins, he come on as a sub and got boots. they lost a little bit of discipline uh, the best player for me is McCarthy the goalkeeper and I think that says something when, when you're picking a goalkeeper out as the best man although uh, Prog, Prog Rebniak uh, didn't have a bad game up front and he's the second top scorer in 11 goals, 
surprising Adam Lafondre never never came on and he is the top scorer we know he's got a goal or two in him um, but I, I wasn't impressed if I'm being honest at all mm. with him not at all and they've got a lot of injury problems as well yeah uh, Nigel Atkins has been mourning about the level of injuries on the BBC website hasn't he yes yeah yeah Saying that a lot of the players are at, they're going onto the field, it simply doesn't mean they're 100% fit. It's a lot of the players that are going on the field are carrying injuries. Well, you know, normally I'd have a bit of sympathy, but uh, good is what I say. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm not bothered now. We need to win. We need to win. And I think if we beat them on, on Friday, we've, uh, I'm not saying we're guaranteed a playoff spot, but it's, uh, we're, we're halfway there. We're halfway there. Uh, in front of us, we've got some stats and of uh, well, we've got the league table and we've got the remaining fixtures of the clubs. If we want to have a little look, I thought we might have a little look at this to see uh, how, we, how we see it panning out. I think there's two spots up for grabs. Um, there's us, Reading, Brighton, and Ipswich in the hunt for those two spots. I don't think we can go any further down the league table. Um, Bournemouth, they're only on 62 points. I think they're. They're probably too mm. far out of it. No, they could catch Reading. The, well, they've got to catch. They've got to catch three teams to get into there. I think it's a big ass. Well, Bournemouth. Yeah, but they're only two points behind. Well, I'll, I'll, all of them. It's not as though they're trying to catch. Uh, I'll lay a tenner yeah. on the table now. Bournemouth won't finish in the playoffs. Oh, I, I, I'm, I probably agree with you, but uh, okay, I'm not well, saying it's impossible. Well, I think it is. Well, if you look at the betting, but it's not impossible. But well, if you look at the betting, I've got the betting for the promotion odds here. And, and realistically, what they're saying is it's it's forty to one on for Burnley because they're not mathematically up yet. But yeah. realistically, they're up. And Derby are two to one, QPR five to two, and Wigan are eleven to four. So really, there's not much. They're saying any one of those three could go up. Then you've got Brighton seven to one, Reading nine to one, Ipswich eleven, and Bournemouth sixteens. So the bookies think it's going to be one of those three. Yeah. Mm. Well, if you look at the running, and we've got Reading, we've got a, we, we play for a maximum of eighty-two points. Reading, Burnley, Blackpool, Birmingham, and Blackburn. We've only got two home games, which I'm not too fussed away because I think we play better away. If I'm being honest, we're, we're set up to play a, a lot better. Reading's fixtures, they they can all, the, the other, all the three sides can only get a maximum of, of seventy-six points. But Reading have got us. Borough, Doncaster and Burnley Brighton play Huddersfield, Blackpool, Yeovil and Forest whilst Ipswich are away at Watford which is a really tough game for them this weekend then Bournemouth, so they're away on Saturday they've got Bournemouth on Monday as well uh, Burnley away and then Sheffield Wednesday to finish off with I, th I, don't th I, I think Ipswich is out the, out the looking yeah. at those fixtures Well, I think if you look at that I'm, I mean the maximum they can pick is 76. We're on 64. Nine wins. Uh, nine, nine wins? wins. We'll nine, play five games. Nine, po nine <laughs> points, three wins. And, yeah. you know, three wins and a draw, and we're pretty much there. Four wins, and we're four out of five, and we're there. I think three does it, doesn't it? Well, yeah. I think two wins and a draw would see, is it? Two, two and a draw would see it, right, yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, I, I think it's between Lassix, Reading, and Brian for those two spots, so three from two for me. Even though. We've got it switch on the same. I think the running is a little bit too difficult. It, as we're playing Reading on Good Friday, as you mentioned before, Barry, three points for us would put us on 70 points, leaving Reading on 64 with only three games yeah, left. It's a big so, ask. realistically, we need them three points. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's a it's a big big game on Friday. Yeah, yeah we get the three points, three. and I yeah. think the pressure's on everybody else then. I think, I think the game on Friday is more important than the Monday one from a winning perspective in uh, widening that gap between us and Reading. Yeah. Yeah, because but at we the same play, time, yeah. though, there's an opportunity for us to take them points at Burnley because who knows? Well, Burnley, I mean, we'll come to Burnley in a bit, but they've got some one or two problems of their own anyway, haven't they? Yeah, but at the same Play-wise. time, though, they, we, we could be sat here on Saturday night reviewing a different table. So are you coming here Saturday night? I'll come along mm. in on Saturday night mm. if you want. Yeah. So could Burnley potentially be promoted on Friday? So by the time they play us, yeah, they'll be on the beach. Be, yeah, well, if Burnley win, QPR lose. They're Derby. They're uh, Derby lose. They're eleven points clear, aren't they? With four we, games left, three games left. Yeah, depends so on who we are. So yeah. well, it depends how Derby do, isn't it? Yeah, mm. I don't know who Derby play. Who cares? Who cares indeed? Who cares? Who cares indeed? So, so the run-ins, I, I, I know we've not got a, an easy run-in, have we? We're ready, Burnley. All the bees, isn't it? Blackpool and Blackburn. I mean, Blackburn would love Blackpool. nothing more than doing us on last game, would they? Because they probably feel the old one from sending them down a, a couple of years back. Yeah. You know, so that's... Uh, I, I'm hoping it's all sorted out by then anyway. Yeah. I think yeah. it will be. Also, as far as we're concerned anyway. Well, how soon after the final game is the first playoff game? It should be it the, it's the, it's that, the end of that week. So what we should be looking to do in an ideal world is being se- secure in our spot, our top six spots, before the last game against Blackburn, so we can rest our players oh, no. for no. the playoff game. No. Last time we rested players was Millwall, we made a balls of that, sorry. Yeah, well we did. And just, if we had done that again, we'd be sat here now in a totally different but, feeling, wouldn't we? But, would we have been sat here having been absolutely pasted by Arsenal? Well, that doesn't matter because we're well, still out of cup. Well, we're still out, but you know, it's it's, it's not the priority for me. It's gotten dried, is it? As far as I'm concerned, and the club is this season was getting back up. Yeah, the priority is whatever comes next. Yeah, the next game. And so we've yeah. done every game, and this is what I've liked about Rosler's uh, attitude and the club's attitude to it is whatever that game is, whether it be a league game, championship, or whether it be an FA Cup game or a European game, bang, we're going out to win that game. No priorities. We didn't with Millwall, do we? Well, we didn't with Millwall, no, but at the same time, though... You should have had enough on the pitch to beat Millwall. (laughs) You had a bad bad night, wasn't it? The the guys who turned out on the field on that for that (laughs) game were capable of winning it. Yeah. Good. I think if you beat beat Reading, you get a draw at Burnley. You're, you're home and dry, you, you'll pick the points up in the last three games. Mm. I can see Reading actually falling out of this and not making them. Mm. Which I'll will be a shame because they've had a good season, haven't they? They've been I up could, there I all season. I can see Brighton sneaking in. Yeah. See, they've never done quite the same since Jason Roberts retired. <laughs> so, out of them two, though, who would you sooner have? I mean, we're not going to play them anyway, are we? Because we're going to end up playing QPR more, more than likely. You see, if you, look at, if you think about the, uh, the other teams. Again, going back to this Burnley thing, I know you wanted to talk about Burnley later on, but the other clubs who's in that mix, Ipswich and that, play Burnley in a couple of weeks' time, when it could all be done and dusty for Burnley. So they're going to probably think, well, you know, do we, do we pick our best side? Do we not actually send such a structure body for an early operation to get them fit for next season? Then they actually get the benefit of playing against... Well, Burnley at home, knowing what Burnley people are like, 
they wouldn't stand for that. But knowing what Sean Dash is like, I don't think he it's something he'd do either. I, I, I think the other side of that same coin is that if you know, looking how far away Leicester are, if Burnley have secured promotion, the pressure's gone, so they're just gonna be playing with the freedom to to just like try and put a show on. But look what happened when we did it against Millwall. Yeah, no, that's not no. Barry, when you watched Leicester's last game, would you say there was a touch of that post-promotion about it? No, they, well, I thought Leicester played play with a bit of freedom. Uh, they played, they played with smiles. They all played with smiles on their faces. They was all enjoying it, and they could have come with a, away from there with a bit of luck. And if the referee's decision had gone their way, which it should have done, they'd come away from there winning that game by two clear goals. So. Okay. Um, I mean, we saw Leicester down here and we saw what a good side they are. It was a very similar sort of performance, fast on the break, uh, but Dyer played, Dyer played on, on, on the wing. Um, he, he was tormenting them. Up front, the forwards played well again. Um, but Drinkwater, they had Drinkwater at middle of midfield. He's a cracking player, that lad. And he had a, a really good game and scored a, a tremendous goal for him. Really good goal. How do you think they'll do in the Premier League? I don't. I th- if they keep that squad, I think they'll get relegated because I don't think they're a Premier League side. I think they're a top, top Championship team, but the leagues are totally different. Mm, evidently. Well, yeah, no. But what I mean is, they, they are totally different. I remember Sunderland going up within the Championship, and then the other one again, yeah. because they kept that same team and it's, it just and they played the same style and it didn't work. It doesn't work. Blackpool did it, didn't they? And they dropped. Burnley did it, and they dropped. They're totally different leagues. It's like, I suppose, it's like taking a German side and put, playing them in the Spanish league. It's different. Well, you need to be different. When we got promoted in that first season, what did we change from? We changed quite a lot. Mm. We changed. We were brought in Pascal Chimbon for a start. We had uh, Leighton Baines playing all season, which he didn't. He only played half season, season before. We had Henri Kamara. We had a lightning quick striker to replace the lightning quick striker that we lost. But we didn't, did we? Because Ellington, from from January, Ellington had played in that that championship season when we went up. Mm. Mm. He was subbing yeah. a lot. He came back for the last game, didn't he? Yeah. He scored. And then by by December, we got found out, didn't we? We only won a game after Christmas for the next two years, or the next 18 months, <laughs> and he ended up getting relegated. Mm. So we got sus. And then we gradually changed our style of play. But we won, was it six on the drop we won in that first season? Yeah. It was tremendous, wasn't yeah. it, really? Yeah. It was. But we had a great side, didn't we? And it was full of quality as well. And come on, what a player Henry, Henry Camaro was. Fantastic. Anyway, we're getting bogged down here, aren't we? With these? I've got it's loads sorry, to get through no, no, it's, it's great to reminisce, so. isn't it? We're going to I'll just do a little bit of reminiscing in, in a moment. What position did he play? Henri Camara. No, reminisce. Re- reminisce, he was uh, a French striker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so ready. Let's have some. Let's have going back. It's all coming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to send tell a rude joke then, but I'm not bothered. No, no, no. You'll have to edit it out, Barry. Yeah. I've got one if you want one. No, no. <laughs> right. Let's have some. Uh, <laughs> let's have some predictions for the Reading game. We'll start off with Gareth. Go on, Gareth. Gives a your prediction. I think it's going to be a pressure game. It's going to be tight. Not going to be much in it. Over for two one, Wigan. Two one. Paul. I'll I'll go for. Gareth. 2 1. 2 1 Wigan. Yeah. Dan? I'm a bit worried of Wembley fallout, but I'm also going to pick a 2 1 winter Wigan. Yeah. I'm going to say Wigan are going to hit three. And. Reading don't care, as long as they don't hit more than two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Put them up for two then. Well, 
I think it's going to be a really, really tight game for the first 10 minutes. I think we're going to score, we're going to open up, and we're going to do them 4 0. I'm really confident this weekend we're going to batter them. Hmm. Last time I was this confident, it was just before we played Millwall. And the last time before that was when we played Swansea. And we're due to batter someone, Barry. I think it's going to come this weekend. I think we need a reality check, Barry. Yeah. We have been we Saturday and Monday. We have been, but I will settle for battering somebody in the first leg of the playoff. Oh, yes. If you could pick and choose where you wanted it, that yeah. is the exact yeah. game you'd yeah. stick it. At, at Loftus Road, beating mm. 4-0. And then that's. There's no way goals, is there? Days, There's no way goals, No, but we've got a four goal caution. That's, yeah. That's yeah. Right. We've got a month for Powell to come back into form again. Yeah. It's goal scoring form. Right, to be fair, this, this is the first time in a while that we've had a few days off. It is, it is. We don't know what to do themselves. Well, we do a Reading play during the week, haven't we? We'll buy some new sandals for mm. walking days and what have you. Right, on Monday we've got Burnley. We've got Burnley. We're up at uh, Tough Moor. Tuff Moor, as they say up in Burnley. Tuff uh, Moor? Tuff Moor. Moor. And uh, it's going to be a tough game, whatever we think about it. They've had a few injury problems, uh, especially to the strike. Danny Ings is out all season, isn't he? I believe. That's not true. That's not true. It was scheduled to be out all season, but I've been doing some checking on this. He actually played against Middlesbrough and against Burnley, which is the two most recent games. Played against Burnley? Sorry about that. It's alright. So he's back. Yes. So he's back. Um, right. But, but we shut him out when they came to our place. We didn't did. We? So. Lassix and Burnley have met 22 times with 12 wins. Unbelievably, they've only beat us twice. And we've had eight draws. So let's let's keep it that to just two victories for Burnley. I don't care what happens as long as we don't lose that game. Uh, the, the referee is Keith Stroud he's he been in charge of one of our games earlier this season anybody know which one it was? no well he was uh, I'll give you a clue he was but he, he ended up not being <laughs> Sheffield Wednesday you've got it Paul Sheffield Wednesday away he was the referee who took ah. us off there. that's Keith Stroud he's done 35 games issued 153 yellow cards and 7 reds so one red in every five he's not he's not too shy at, at uh, stamping his authority uh, no, that's Kevin Friend. Oh, oh. save them for next season when no. we're in the Premier League. Oops, touch wood. Right, uh, let's have some Burnley, Burnley predictions. I'm moving on quickly because I want us to finish off with something that we're going to finish off with tonight. So, Burnley predictions. This time we'll start with Mick. I think we'll we'll win by the odd goal. Right. I think we're just going to pip them with the odd goal. Actually. Dan. I'd like us to win, but I'm going to be a bit more realistic and go with a draw. To all. Paul? I couldn't care less. Okay. Because if, we, if we're going to lose a game in the last five, that's the one to lose. You then put a, you then force yourself to put a bit of a run together in the last three to make sure you make the playoffs. Right. So, I'll, so yeah. what's your prediction? Nil nil. <laughs> <laughs> Gareth? Well, we're up against Dave Jones, former Latic. He's a favourite. It'll be a tight game. Yeah. One apiece. One apiece. And I think it's going to be, I would call me, I think it'll be another piece. So, on the uh, Reading game, we all went for a win. On the Burnley game, we've all gone for a, a draw, apart from Mick, who's gone for a, uh, a little tight win. Right, before we finish tonight, um, there's one of our listeners actually emailed in and 
Her name's Anne Foster, so I'll give her a name check. How are you doing, Anne? I hope you're, you're quite well. And she was quite intrigued by our pointless discussion last week. Ah, about the TV programme. Yes, that's right. Not the fact that the discussion was pointless, but right, okay. it was about the it TV programme. And it was about Wigan. Yep. Now, Anne said that herself, her daughter, and her mother, so three generations of, uh, of, of a family, went to watch an edition of Pointless being recorded that very week. Right. And whilst they were there, one of the categories for the finalist was Wigan. Right. Go and on. they chose it. Really? Yeah. And, and, and uh, what they got asked was, name Wigan Athletic Managers. <sighs> Colin Greenall. And the only thought of one, you could only think of one. Who are was we that looking manager? for a pointless answer? Or Who was that manager? The one, well, they, the one they named. Well, the one they named is going to be last season's manager because it's the other one who's current. Roberto right, Martinez. So, yeah, so, so, so. so, what I want us to do now before we finish, right, since we joined the league in 1978, we have had 20 permanent managers. Right. Some of them are twice as. Yeah. But we've had 20 permanent managers. How many of those 20? Can you name in three minutes? Three right. minutes. Who have you got there? Yeah, because we need to. Who's right, Bruce? Steve Bruce. Well, why not do it Larry Lloyd. Larry why not Lloyd. start at the beginning of what you were through? Right. Larry Lloyd. 1932, yeah, rock on. Right, Larry Lloyd. Yeah. Um, I, I only got a season ticket. 1978, he started. That's right. 79. Oh, from, from 78, yeah. right. From going in the league. Go on. Chris so Hutchins. <clears throat> that might be a pointless one. I'll oh, that would guarantee be a pointless one. Well, you've got two so far. Didn't Bobby Charlton step in for? A These are permanent game? managers, not not temporary. Who was the fellow who was in charge when they played Millwall that came up and did the thing? Who was he? Was he in charge? Was he ah, in yeah, I know it. Anyway, yeah, but uh, Ray Mathias. Yeah, that's him. Yes. Ray Mathias. In in what year did you say? He was well, twice. twice. Ah, well done. So you, you see the see twice. the pattern. What I was looking for. Well um, done. Steve Bruce won't be pointless. <clears throat> Steve Bruce, we're not looking. For, I just want you to see if you can get one. Neither will Paul Jewell. Paul Jewell. I'm not. I just want. Oh, you just want to name him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Didn't Freddie do some time at Wigan as manager? We've not mentioned our present manager. I don't think yet. Who were Rosler? Oh, Rosler. Yeah. Ping pong. Ping pong. Charlie. <laughs> see, you forgot him, didn't you? Yeah. You can't even remember Try. his name. Try to forget him. What's his name? <laughs> Oh, he could. Yeah. John Benson. Uh, <laughs> oh, John Benson. Bond. No. John Benson. Was was. Gordon Mill. Right, come on, fellas. You're not doing very well here. Oh no, no, no. Jeez. Oh, did you say Martinez? You didn't yeah, say yeah, Martinez. Yeah, 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 you with Martinez. So you've got the last five managers. Oh, the recent ones. The last five. You've got the Premier League managers. Was Ray Houghton a manager? It was, but for Oxford United. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I'm only 26, seven. Well, Graham Barra. Graham is correct. Graham Barra. Ah, you've, you've had two minutes now, you've only got a minute left. Uh, Larry Lloyds. I'm just naming players. Larry Lloyds, yes, well done, Dan. Well done, Dan. Mick said that about two yeah. minutes ago. Did he? Okay. No, he didn't. Did. Larry Lloyd? You didn't when did. we started. When I said go, you didn't, because you've only just uh, mentioned it. You turned around and said, do it chronologically. I said, yeah, Larry Lloyd. I said it three times. That's the first. Play the tape back. <laughs> Play the tape back. <laughs> right, I can see you struggling here. You've got 20 seconds left. 
Do you want yeah. me to tell you? Well, I don't know that because them, yeah, was, them was the one I was playing with rugby. Okay. Yeah. Before my time. All right then. We started off with Ian McNeil. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Herpes. All right, yeah. okay. Herpes. Herpes? Yeah, yeah, but he had, that, he had, he had them as well. <laughs> so Ian McNeil, followed by Larry Lloyd, then Harry McNally. Mm-hmm. Brian Hamilton. Oh, of course, God. Ray Mathias, who got sight of Brian Hamilton, was brought back in. Then we had Dave Philpotts. Now, that, that's a really difficult one. After Dave Philpotts took us down, Kenny Swain came in. Oh, yeah, ex Chelsea. Followed by Graham Barra. Who was the manager after Graham Barra got signed? Oh. It was uh, Dave Whelan's first appointment as manager. Did Dave not come back? He come from Norwich City. It was his last job. Oh, no, 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 no. Mm. Doran. Dor- 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 he played for Aston Villa as a striker. <coughs> Peter Wirth. Well done. Okay. John Dean. Oh, yeah. He was followed by Ray Mathias for a short spell. We got us into the playoffs when the hand of Goat scored the goal. Uh, then John Benson, as Dan, Dan mentioned. Following John Benson's re- resignation, there was a Scottish guy who'd also managed our work friends up the, up the road over the hill he had a glittering cl- career he'd also managed Arsenal Bruce Rioch did I not say it before yeah, yeah. Graham, he, was got he got sacked and uh, Stevie Bruce come in then uh-huh. and then, and then he stayed till summer Paul Jewell and then we got all the rest didn't we Paul Jewell was there for six years Chris Hutchins a few months Steve Bruce came back Roberto Coyle and Uwe Rosler, and that's it. Mm. 20 oh. managers. Well done. Not. Right. Anyway, that was it. How many did we get? You got six from all now. Oh, I've got, got seven. You got seven. That's all right. Yeah. We could have done with Rob, really. That gives, you an, that gives yeah. you an A. Seven out of 20 gives you an A in a GCSE maths exam. Anyway, it's been a, an interesting uh, podcast this evening. I've enjoyed uh, the, uh, the conversation about the. Wembley trip was quite good. Do we agree? Yes, yeah, quite good. And I enjoyed the pointless quiz as well. And the pointless quiz at the end. So with that uh, in mind, it's a good night from me. A good, good night, night from us. Good night from him.
should never cry. Now that's just the trace of her crying face as you wave to her.